Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast. Today's episode is with Aaron Givens and we talk about his job at Argos, getting out of that, getting into illustration full time, um, his first uh, work and how he got it, Liverpool Football Club and his collections, Pokemon um, and yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So I hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I did recording it with him, um, a really, really good chat with him. Um, so yeah, here's a word from our sponsor before we get into the podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Logo Package Express. I've been using Logo Package for a while now and it's really helped my export times and that in turn helps out my clients. The Logo Package has been a widely uh, talked about subject within the design community and uh, is used by all the top designers to speed up their exporting time. It's an extension for Illustrator that can automatically help you export, sort and organize hundreds of logo files in under five minutes. This is how easy it is to use Logo Package Express. One. Open up your logo file and set it in the extension. Two, adjust the settings and click make logo button. And from there, every logo variation can be generated from that single piece of artwork. Step three, click export and see all of your logo files exported neatly into an organized structure. Step four, send your logo package to your client and get back to doing awesome work. Now, if you compare that to your general exporting time and exporting all the files one by one, you've saved a lot of time by using Logo Package Express. Not to mention the handiness of it sourcing itself out into a neat folder. Normally exporting your logo different variations, your logo type and your files would take more than an hour to do, but this with Logo Package Express takes under five minutes. Why would you ever want to go through that long process again when you've got Logo Package Express? Spend time making logos rather than exporting them with Logo Package Express. You can find a $20 discount via our Creative Waffle link down in the description of this podcast. Thank you very much. On to the show. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Well, <laughs> um, for people who don't know who you are, could you, could you uh, say who you are and what you do? Um, my name's Adam, I'm from Liverpool and I am an illustrator, artist, designer, I suppose. Yeah, nice. uh, don't really like to box myself into one thing, but primarily an illustrator. And uh, on Instagram you go by the name, uh, well yeah. your own name, but Graveyard as well. Uh, yeah, Graveyard Shift, which is um, basically like it, a treat that is like a studio when it's really just me, but it's a place to sort of house all of my client work away from personal work, so just what? so it doesn't get mixed up, basically. Yeah, yeah. people, I, I used to go by an A-list sort of name like that. Um, I, I, I don't know what the best thing to do is. Do you think, do you think it is best to do it? Let's split it off your, your personal Instagram account, or, or do you think you should just do it on your own name? Because I've gone back to sort of my own name now. Yeah, I never know. I never really know what's best. I think it depends, really. Um, it depends what sort of work you make. Because for me personally, uh, what I used to struggle with was because I don't like to focus on one thing, and I sort of jump around a lot. Mm. Like one day I might want to do some clean vector logos and stuff, and then another day I might want to paint or make wood cutouts or something like that. So uh, for me, it was more every time I was posting something on Instagram. I was basically having an identity crisis. Like, I'd post it, and then 10 minutes later, I'd think, oh, that doesn't really match the rest of the work on there, or it looks a bit disjointed. So doing it this way is basically a way for me to sort of separate the client work. So mm. graveyard shift is client work, um, more professional, if you want to say it that way. And then my personal page or any other page I can do uh, any personal work I want to do, I can be a bit more experimental. I can um, do some paintings and stuff like that. So, 
Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, that might be the best way to go about it. To be honest, I mean, I, I've kept all my social media is completely work focused at the moment. Um, now it's just all, yeah, there's no, there's no personal social medias anymore. I don't have Facebook or anything like that, or, or yeah. a personal Instagram. So I don't know. I just just got a bit fed up with being on social media all the time. So I just sort of go yeah. <laughs> work, and that's it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's good. I mean, you, we said before uh, the podcast, you just told me that you're an Everton fan. Um, um, <laughs> no, that's, that's not a good start. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, I completely thought you were a Liverpool fan. Obviously, the the, the posts that you put up, um, yeah, and, and the amazing illustrations, <laughs> like the stickers you had. Uh, how? Why? Why do you do them if you're an Everton fan? Uh, that was actually a client job. So okay, yeah, beginning of 2020 when Liverpool were dominating. Yeah, um, it was pretty set, and they were going to win the league. Back now. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got uh, approached by a company. Well, they'll remain nameless, but um, it was basically to create some artwork for uh, apparel and stuff like that to do with Liverpool winning the league, mm. which was quite funny because I'm a blue, but you, know, you can't turn down big clients. So yeah, um, I was I was game to do it, and I'm not I'm not better blue or anything. I'm, I'm quite happy to work for any team really because I just enjoyed making the work and. Um, it was quite up my street. It was like patches and stickers and stuff like that. So I was I was fully game to do it. So unfortunately, though, the world ended, didn't it? So it uh, it never got used. So oh really? It never got used. Yeah. Oh shit. What is it like? Still, like, still got paid. So oh, that's all right. That's all right then. <laughs> what you yeah, want, isn't it? But, um, you want to see your stuff out there as well. So I was I was a bit gutted. It didn't it didn't come to fruition. But it was basically supposed to be an event. Some, some things that you could get in that event. So when Liverpool would eventually win the league, there was going to be like certain, um, certain stalls and stuff set up outside Anfield and stuff like that. And you would have been able to pick this stuff up there. But obviously after Corona, none of that had to be done. So just sort of sat on a shelf. That's a real shame. Did you get impacted <laughs> by uh, COVID? COVID much? Not really. Um, I work from home anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. It's just not at, at first it was normal. Um just just plodded on as usual. But you start to notice after a few months, like um one day through the week I'd go and meet my mates in the pub and we'd just have a catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pub tea or something, you know what I mean? Some food, having a catch up and stuff. And then as slowly as the weeks go by and you don't get that like one day break or yeah. just get out the house for a bit, you start to you start to notice then. So I'm getting a bit of cabin fever. Feel a bit like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely, definitely get that. I mean, I miss, I'm missing the football so much, going to football matches or playing football so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just moved to London in well September, so it's like it, I was started to go out and watch football in the pub, and, and when everything was that weird period where everything was open for like a few weeks, um, mm. I was having a good time. But uh, yeah, gone now. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it's been a year now. Like it's been a year since that all that all kicked off. Yeah, so, so quickly. It has. It has. It's gone quick, but at the same time, it hasn't. Because when you think mm. of, when you think back, you're like, oh my god, this feels like it's been dragging yeah. on forever. Yeah, so it, it, I think it feels quick in the sense that because you haven't done anything, you can't like look back at the year and be like, oh, that's when I did this, and like yeah. sort of recall. It's just all blending together because you're just doing the same thing day in day out. So. It, it's qu- it's gone quick in that sense, but I think I'm, I'm fully ready for it to be over now. So yeah, hundred like, percent. It's like you're saying the, the days are long, but the years quick, sort of thing. 
Aye, aye, aye. Um, <laughs> so I don't actually know much about you, to be honest. Like, what's, what's, how did you get into design then? And how did you get to this point? Um, basically, it's the same, same as everyone else, really, who does this. Um, always drew in school, just like that, that kid, yeah. in the, the kid in the class who does art. So that was like, your, that was like my thing. And then um, I always knew I wanted to do something to do with art and drawing and stuff like that, but I never really knew what. Um, especially when I was in school, there was no like, oh, you can be an illustrator or be a, be a graphic designer. It was just fine art. You, you just did art, basically, didn't you, in school? So um, did art in school, then went to college and studied fine art. I did that for two years, and then I did a foundation degree. And then that's where, basically, it was like a year where you could sort of like try out different disciplines. So the start of the, start of the year, you'd, you'd hop around classes and like one week you'd do textiles and fashion design, one week okay. you'd do illustration and graphics, one week you'd do fine art, stuff like that. So did that and, and illustration was sort of the one where I was like, oh, that feels a bit, feels a bit more me. Mm. Even though I enjoy, I enjoy painting and I enjoy fine art and like making fine art in that sense, it was a bit too... Um, I was a bit too hippie for me, if that makes sense. It was a bit too, like, nobody really knew what they would do with it. It was just, all oh, I'm doing fine art because I want to do fine art. Whereas everyone who was going into illustration and graphics was like, I'm doing this because I want to do illustration and graphics. So mm. I felt like that was the way to go and just really enjoyed it. So studied that for the rest of the year and then went to Liverpool John Moores and did graphic arts which was basically a combination of graphic design and illustration and did that for three years nice. looking back probably didn't need to but uh, <laughs> it's all right at the time um, I enjoyed it um, met some some of my best mates now who I'm going to be mates with for the rest of my life so in that sense it was good did yeah. learn some good stuff but when you just think about the amount of money that you spend on it and it's yeah. just like, oh, did I really need to do that? But it's done now, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is the main thing. Um, a lot of people, have, a lot of people say when they come out of university, is it's like a couple of years down the line when they're in the industry, like, ah, did I, ah, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I didn't yeah. need to do that. But, um, isn't it? but the, like the, that, this is the main thing though as well. Like the experience that you got whilst at university must have been amazing. Like meeting friends, lifelong friends, and and, and yeah, just being been around that atmosphere as well. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you were like. Your university was like, but I guess in Liverpool, you know, party atmosphere sort of thing, having having a few parties and that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not much of a party animal myself. Oh, really? uh, no, I don't drink. So, but I'd, uh-huh. I, I still go out and stuff like that. But usually dip once it gets a bit wild. Yeah. Is that <laughs> is that uh, is that a personal choice or like what's why, what's the reason for not drinking? I just uh, just never have. It's never been sort of never appealed to me really. Um, when I was in school and everyone starts drinking and doing house yeah. parties and then I'd just look around and be like, oh, you're all, you're all making such bad decisions. Like, <laughs> stuff would get brought back up in school yeah. the next week that you'd done when you were drunk. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd rather be fully in control of what I'm doing. So, yeah, it just never really appealed to me. So, just yeah. haven't. Yeah, fair. Um, my sister's a bit like that. She's just, she doesn't like, um, she doesn't like the feeling of, of not being in control, yeah, and not having, yeah. Like, that sort of um, loose fit, like, what's it called? When you stumble a bit, yeah, you don't feel, yeah, I guess when you're not in control. So, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. So, 
It's interesting. I was wondering because um, obviously a lot of people make those sort of decisions for for health reasons and stuff these days, and it's obviously it can be a sensible way to go. I think. <laughs> if yeah, yeah, it's a cheaper way to go. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, so Everton, how uh, you know, you started off so well this year. I know what's all going on. What's going on? What's happening? I have no idea. We're the most inconsistent team ever. I think that's that's basically our thing, isn't it? It's, uh, you never not, you never quite know what you're going to get with us, so yeah. keeps it exciting, I suppose. But um, after the weekend, Alan from uh, Any Forty. I don't know if you're following. Yeah, Any Forty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a Newcastle fan, so okay. uh, uh, give me a, a nice little message after the game. <laughs> Which nice. was fun. So, yeah, don't know. We'll see. How you get some Everton, uh, Everton work on your on your socials? <laughs> I know everyone says that, but like, it actually does work for everyone other than Everton. And I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but so yeah. so coming coming out of uni, right? You, you get into the industry. Like how how did you get your first gigs and that? Like, and did you go independent? You, so you're independent designer, right? You work for yourself. I am, yeah. So, so how? Yeah, t- yeah. Sorry, tell me. Uh, how how did you? I just start off. It probably did the worst thing you can do when I left university, which was get a part-time job in retail. So, uh, <laughs> so I left. I left uni, and um, I wasn't really happy with how my work was looking. It was a bit. I felt it was a bit all over the place. I wasn't quite sure what my style or mm. what what I wanted to do really, and. Um, all I knew was the, the type of work that I liked, so it was sort of like that um, any 40 like t-shirt graphics, uh, stickers, patches, just all over the place, stuff like that. Um, that sort of work, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But in terms of studio jobs, especially in Liverpool, there isn't really many studios like that. You've gone. <laughs> well, there you are. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so you're saying there's not many studios like that in Liverpool uh, doing that sort of graphic yeah. style, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much just um, your standard graphic design agencies, really. Um, pretty much not but not the type of work that I wanted to be doing, basically. Yeah. It was more like your standard graphic design and I wanted to I'm a bit more like, I just want to do anything and everything, yeah. t-shirt graphics, stuff like that. So uh, I thought there's nowhere I really want to apply for, for work at the minute. I'm not happy with my portfolio, so I was still staying at home at the time. So it just made sense to be like, okay, I'm going to get, I'll get a part-time job and then I'll put money away. And in the meantime, I'll sort of build my portfolio up on the side and take mm. any freelance work that I get. So um, I, I did that basically, but Obviously, like anyone who's worked in retail knows, it just starts to like slowly creep over your life and you just start spending more and more time there. So uh, I'm too much of a people pleaser. Like I, I loved everyone I worked with. They were all amazing. But the job itself was terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. I hated it. But um, I'd just say yeah all the time because I just wanted to put like, I'm just, my boss would be yeah. like, do you want an extra shift? And I'd be like, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be made up to do that. So um I just started doing more and more time there, but I was still still fully wanting to do this um, full-time. So I was doing stuff like uh, murals and menus and stuff for like bars in the city centre and stuff like that. So that was what most of my freelance work was at the time. It was sort of like 
um, tattoo inspired like murals and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So I was still getting work on the side and um, I'm working in retail, but I just, I just absolutely hated it. Every day I was going and despising it. And uh, I remember the, the, the day that I decided to, that I was finally going to leave. I was like, what am I doing? This is, I've been here too long. So um, I, was, I was on a morning shift. And I think it was like half six in the morning, and you have to like you have to get to the store early and like set up and all stuff like that. And I, I remember that. Yeah, it's horrible. horrible. I remember um, sitting in the staff room. There's like no windows, just fully fluorescent <laughs> lights all day. The worst environment ever. So it's just sitting there, and um, every morning you get like a morning briefing where like right. the manager or deputy manager would give like a a little. Um, like pep talks, yeah, sort yeah. of thing, yeah. But it's we're gonna smash it today. We're gonna sell <laughs> yeah. so many things, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all a big family, and that just used to make me cringe so much. I used to be like, This is this is such bullshit. Like, um, so I was <laughs> I was listening to this briefing, and um, I got an email on my phone, and I was like, So I, everyone knew, like, I didn't really pay attention. I knew I, I did my job, but I was like, bare minimum, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So just, well, you've had enough. Look, it gets like that. <laughs> yeah, I was looking, looking on my phone and got this email, and it was off Soccer Bible, hmm. and I was like, surely not. It's like, no, you just think it's like a, 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 a either a spam message or because I've signed up to like, an e- like an email user or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like <laughs> looking at it, and I was like, so I opened it, and it was um, Pete Martin, who's like the creative director. And basically said, oh, like, we really like your work. We'd like you to do some uh, illustrations for our next issue. Nice. And, it, and I was like, it just made my face just changed instantly. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I was like, I've been given uh, retail too much of my time. Um, and I'd sort of been doing freelance on the side, but it, was, it wasn't getting me full attention. Mm. And that email was sort of like, okay, I'm not giving it my full attention, but I'm still getting emails off the likes of Soccer Bible who've worked with some of the biggest studios and the best illustrators that I know. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm only giving 50% and getting an email off Soccer Bible, then if I give it 100%, I should be fine. So yeah. I literally went on that night and I typed out my me week's notice and then wow. give it in the next day. So. That's it, I'm done. It wasn't even a funny thing was it wasn't even a paid a paid job. It was just it was just a do you want to do some illustrations for the issue? And Jeez. no money. I had like no money in the bank or anything. But just the fact that like somebody at that caliber, like who was working who'd worked with other people in, in illustration and design at a, at a much higher level than me mm. had emailed me. I was like, fuck it, like let's just go for it. So literally handed me notes in a week later, I was out. Must have really hated that job. Oh, <laughs> That's some balls to leave that as well, though. Just oh, quit your job the there and then. It was the oh, worst. <laughs> you have to say, I guess you don't want to, but I mean, you haven't said it yet, but I don't, I don't know if you want to say the job name because I want, I want to sort of oh, know no, what I'll it is. I'll say it. I'll okay. say it. I don't care. Yeah. It, was, um, it was Argos. So All right. basically, where I lived with my mum and dad, there was like, there was an Argos literally 10 minutes away. And, <laughs> and, the manager was my cousin's husband at the time. Right. So it was like, I'll give you a job sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah, just, yeah. just while you're doing just a few hours a week so that you can still do your illustration and stuff like that. So I was like, cool. Yeah. And what they did, what he did was he would put me on in basically on delivery. So 
it was sold to me like you'll be in the back just stacking the shelves. So I was like, oh, that's that sound, yeah, I can just go in a few hours a day, put boxes on shelves, go home and then do what I really want to do, you know what I mean? But little do you know when you get in Argos <laughs> that uh, every single morning you get like a 20-page delivery of stock and it's right. all like, it's like washing machines, fridges, lawnmowers, <laughs> flat-pack furniture. It's not like, obviously you get like your small stuff, but... Uh, it was like backbreaking, like, yeah. and you'd and you'd basically. It wasn't even a case of just you can take it from the cage and put it on the shelf. They have like because it's a catalog system. They basically have a thing where, when someone orders it, it goes to a headset, and the headset's got to have a shelf number where that item is, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. So everything's got to be in a specific place, which means every item that you put away on delivery, you have to go through this right like, place. you yeah. have to go through this tent like. 15 second thing of like voicing it to that shelf <laughs> so you have to do that for what every single item every day of like four thousand items or something stupid like that so Jesus. obviously like i i went in thinking oh yeah it's just a few hours a day this and then literally like nine hours later i'd just be like oh me back like it's just too much <laughs> oh you get you get a free workout as well i mean it's not too bad but yeah no, but no, that's, right. that's one thing i've noticed since losing like uh, since leaving i've lost all my gains but <laughs> I'm, I'm quite prepared to live with that so <laughs> yeah the mental health important as well um yeah, uh, I did. So I did night shift at Sainsbury's. Um, so I, I sort of understand like a little bit of how you, you start off with so many, so many pallets and so many cages, and you have to break them all down and stack them in the right place. Otherwise, you get told off, sort of thing. Like yeah. you can't put the cheese like next aisle and all sorts. But yeah, um, I remember uh, smashing up a lot of yogurts once. Just open the door. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't our fault. Like we, uh, they're all stacked on the on the in the cage, and they dropped it. Um, with, with ties and you undid the tie and undid the door and there's one of these old dodgy cages that just sort of fell apart when we undid it and the yogurt so one side of the yogurt just, just fell out <laughs> it's amazing um, retail isn't it yeah it is funny I mean I, I, don't, I did night shift because I, I couldn't go to work with people I, did, I didn't fancy that well yeah um, we, did a, we did some night shift as well so like we started out doing it every day so we'd yeah. go in in the morning and we'd be putting stock on shelves as it was getting sold but mm. because of that, like we were sort of like in everybody's way. So they, right. they sold it to us like, come in of a night, you can come in in your own clothes. So we were like, yes, own clothes. And they were like, and you can put it away in peace. You'll get it done quicker because there's no one, no one else there. And you won't be like called off delivery to do other jobs. Because yeah, sometimes yeah. if it was busy, they'd like pull us off delivery to sort of help out in the front and stuff like that. So uh, they were like, yeah, do night shifts. And we were like, yeah, let's do night shifts. And then after like two weeks, of getting in there at 9pm and getting home at like 6am where it was just like no <laughs> this is this is too much yeah no, I could, uh, yeah I get it um, I, when, you, when you say delivery I thought you were going to be going to say a delivery driver and like that would have been cool I, I always think that would be quite a cool <laughs> thing like a, like a Hermes or a, or a DPD delivery driver Are you yeah sort I don't of... think that would be too bad just your own company listening yeah. to podcasts all day yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well I'm, I'm glad you left and obviously like it obviously worked out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, luckily, yeah. It was funny, though, because I used to do my girlfriend's head in, because I'd literally, every day I'd get in and I'd be like, I fucking hate this job. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I hate it so much. Love everyone there, everyone's amazing, and that's probably why I stayed a bit, a bit too long, but the actual work itself, I was like, I'm sick of going in and, like, 
wasting nine hours a day and then not not having anything to show for it at the end of the day. Like I haven't made anything, I haven't uh, achieved anything, I haven't got anything to show for it other than like a few more quid in my bank, which was wasn't really of any interest to me. I just wanted the draw, so mm. I'd get home every day and be like, I hate it. And she'd be like, just leave. And I'd be like, I can't just leave. I need money. And then when I got that email, I came home and I was like, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> so uh, look, I wouldn't have been able to do it without her and without uh, without my parents and stuff, obviously, because for the first few months, as I was getting that, she, like, my girlfriend was basically floating the pair of us. So it was, it was very much like a, a team effort. She was like, yeah. I'm happy to to go to work and, and cover us financially while you, you get on your feet sort of thing. So, That's nice. Yeah, so without, yeah, it's good to have a uh, good to have backup, but it's it's paid off now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, how uh, how 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 was it like going straight like come? Yeah, I don't know. How how was it the first couple of months going going independent like working for yourself? Um, like did many things come in or or like just struggle just email a lot of people? Yeah, it's a bit of a blur to be honest. Because I just literally just left in the haze of I, I left on the twentieth of December. I remember. And I was like, I'm going to have some time off nice. yeah, over Christmas. I was like, I'll get myself together. I'll work on this uh, soccer Bible thing. And then uh, I'll just kick it off in the new year, sort of get mm. started. So that's what I did, basically. I just um, just uh, left, started that job for soccer Bible. And um, as I was doing that and uploading work, I think like a few other things were coming in, just like slowly, not, not a major, just like, Mm. Uh, a small job here a small job there and then in my downtown i just basically do personal work so i think about what did i what did i want to make um who the type what type of clients would i want to work for like soccer battle stuff like that so i'd start okay i want to do some more work for soccer battle or i want to get some more football related work so i'm just going to churn out some football related stuff so that's what i'd do i just in my spare time i just do my own illustrations, upload them on Instagram, and then that get a bit of attention and I'd get an email from that. So, yeah, it's just sort of snowball from there, really. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a dream client in mind? Do you have, like, someone you really want to work with? Um, Probably Nike. I'd love to, like, work. I could have guessed that one. Sorry, that's yeah, why I laughed. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've done, I've done work for Foot Asylum mm. for Nike. Yeah, so that was basically, been cool. Yeah, so basically, like, um, when a new shoe comes out or something, each store sort of does its own promotion for it. Okay. So basically, Nike say, okay, uh, we want you to create some promotion for this, and then say, like, Foot Asylum or Foot Locker or JD, JD or whoever will sort of, like, do their own thing, but it has to be approved by Nike before you're allowed to use it sort of thing. So it was sort, yeah. of, it was sort of like working for Nike, but, like, through a middle mandarin. That's pretty good. It was, yeah, it was still it's still dead fun, and uh, I still speak to a few people from Futsal. I'm like made some some good relationships and stuff, and everyone's dead sound. So nice. yeah, that was like a fun fun little project to be a part of. And again, I just got that one because um, obviously I like I like me footwear. Yeah. So uh, I literally just uh, I think I just drew a a Nike React 55. I think it was like a black and white one, just dead quick, dead rough, and uh, uploaded it. And then uh, someone from Foot Asylum basically seen that and then dropped me a message like, do you want to work on this this Nike project? So, yeah, nice. worked out. <laughs> that, that is, a, a, yeah, amazing project. I, lo- I love to 
do like an advert for um for a football boot. Like I was just thinking then, my favourite football boot ever is is the uh, that Fernando Torres blue to- total ninety, like oh, the one right. just after the Thierry Henry one, mm-hmm. um, one where it's like it's like white and then blue blue tongue uh, going to the front. Yeah, just yeah. incredible. Um, there, took over Liverpool at a certain stage. Yeah, uh, because I total nineties. <laughs> I think I was. Uh, I think I was still on Sunday then. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't afford uh, Nike shoes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So how? So how long have you been? You've been independent. How, how long was it as well before you? Like when? Since you quit, to when you got that photo summon job? What was the time frame? It, I think it was uh, a few months. Okay. Yeah. It must have been a few months, a few months to a year, I'd say. So the first year I was doing, I did a few jobs for Soccer Barrel, actually. Um, I did a custom pair of Air Force Ones for Caramoco uh, Dembele. That's funny you say that, because I saw, uh, I was looking back on Instagram, and he's, I saw the picture of the white, the white uh, Air Forces. And I was yeah. like, Is he, I, wonder if he's, I wonder if he's done that yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. July 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, probably it's has. Old because I, um, I have a habit of just like deleting old work. Yeah, I'm, I do one of those, I'm, one, I'm one of those people who's like, oh, that's, that's terrible, so I just delete it. But I've got like loads of projects that I've done like over the past couple of years just backed up on my computer. But yeah, I did um, basically did like a custom pair of shoes and a custom shoe box and like I illustrated all over the box. And then the, um, nice. they basically gave it to them when they did an interview for one of their issues. So it's like yeah, there's a few photos of the shoes in that Sohabar issue. And then I think there was like an art... Uh, an article on the website as well. So yeah. I did, yeah, I did a few jobs for Sakhabad. I think it was like three in total, just like little ones here and there. And then through those, I got started getting more jobs from like um, Alan from Any Forty. Like mm-hmm. he started, he dropped me a message, and I got a few jobs off him. And then Foot Asylum, and yeah, so I just built from there really. I've done um, jobs for Bleacher Report, um, Mountain Dew. Oh, nice. Yeah, done a, done a few. I'm trying to think now. But um, yeah, it all just came from sort of scribbling my own things, really, and in my downtime, and then people just seeing them. I've been lucky in the sense that I haven't really, I, I haven't really chased anything. Like, I haven't, um, I haven't, like, sent a load of emails or anything. I keep feeling like I'm going to have to, but <laughs> it's just sort of, <laughs> it's just sort of happened, like, where people will drop me a message on Instagram, and I've been lucky enough to, Everyone I've worked with dead sound and um, comes back to me more than once. So yeah. fortunately, I have had to, but yeah, that's nice. not been too bad. Wait, when was it? When, so when did you go? When did you leave your Argos job? So it was like December. What year? Uh, what year is it now? Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. So be <laughs> losing track. <laughs> Don't even know what day it is. Um, must have must have been like twenty seventeen. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I think I've been doing this for, like, mind you, was it 2018? I don't know. Yeah. I've been doing been freelance for about three years, I think. So, three three, three years, three and a half years, something like that. Nice. Um, what takes you to this style, like, particular? Because you said you've, you you knew when you were fine, doing fine art and stuff, you, you, know, you didn't like that sort of work. And why, why this sort of grungy sort of, I don't know, I, I was trying to put a finger on it, like, Almost like anarchy, anarchisty, sort of like against the against the grain sort of style. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely yeah. wrong. That's how I'd like. I, I don't even. I don't know to be honest. Um, sort of skatey sort of. Yeah, I, I was into I was into graffiti and stuff in in, in school because 
when I did art in school and stuff like that, um, I was like, I was quite a quiet kid and kept to myself, and it was like good in school basically and all that. And then um, basically started getting into graffiti and stuff, and that was sort of like my my rebellious phase, if you if you want to give it if you want to give it a name, like that was that was my way of acting out sort of thing. I wasn't like I wasn't um, I wasn't into like hanging around shops or anything. I was. I was like, I'll just go and I'll just go and paint. So um, where my school was, there was like um, in Liverpool, there's this thing we call the Rally, which is it's like a cycle trail, which used okay. to be a railway track, and it runs like all around Liverpool, and it used to run past my school, and there used to be like a big tunnel, um, and basically me and my mates would just go there every weekend and just paint. Nice. So that's probably where I got got that sort of like streety aesthetic from I suppose but I, I, I wouldn't I don't do too much graffiti or anything anymore it's sort of like I don't know I, th- I think I take cues from it like the drips and and the textures and stuff like that but mm. yeah that's probably where it comes from yeah I mean I've, I've always liked it I just can't draw like that I, I've always wanted to be able to I just can't just can't draw like that so yeah I mean I, I, the, the, my favourite one of yours is, is that like Eternal Flame um, 19, uh, well he did 19 on it um, with the Liverpool the, the sticker patch thing that was amazing like yeah. just yeah love it love that little, love that sticker set are you, you going to get them made? are you going to get some uh, sort, of, sort out? I was, th- I was thinking that myself I was like oh maybe I'll just get a few made so that I can frame them and put them up or something but I don't know yeah. well, I can't frame, you can't frame them in your house if you're a Everton fan I know my dad would kill me <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I, I, I don't usually frame your own work, but little things like that. I think the the, the good good jobs are they like it's like a big client. So I was like, maybe I'll just put like get a few made and then put them in a box or something. And put them proud somewhere. of it, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Just uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, got a few, I got a few messages <laughs> off my mates when I got that job. Just like <laughs> <laughs> you do this, but uh, yeah, everyone was pretty chill about it, though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you uh, how do you develop that sort of style? Like when you're looking at your own work and thinking, oh, that's not good enough. Like you said earlier on with um, with Instagram, because I do that all the time. Sort of just take stuff off and just think, ah, oh, that could be better. Um, and, and now, thank God, I've sort of honed it down to like nine bits, <laughs> and I yeah. hope I'm sort of trying to set a standard for myself. But like, yeah. how, how how are you consciously thinking about developing your work and uh, what's where do you where do you go for inspiration as well? Um. I don't know really. I think um, I'm still not 100% happy with how my work looks. Like, I, I feel like sometimes I'd like to be one of those illustrators who had like their thing that they did all the time. You know, when you go to like certain pages and it's like super consistent and everything's the same colors and all that and everything's the same style, but then at the same time, I get really bored. <laughs> so. So like I'll do something for a week and then I'll be like ah, I don't want to do that anymore. Like yeah. I'll go and do something else. So um, I still don't really think I've got a style. I think more than anything I've tried to lean into. I hate the word vibe, but like a certain vibe. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it, it sort of exists in the same world, but it's not all the same all the time. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I try and keep it like in the same realm of existence but without having to do the same the, the exact same thing all the time or use the same style all the time there's just there might be like little nods here and there that sort of like ties it together but 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What, where do you look for inspiration? Like, what, who, you, whoever, who else you looking at? Like, obviously, any forty, uh, the, the ones yeah, that uh, do that uh, really well. Anyone and everyone, really. Like, um, as well as being as an illustrator myself, I'm a fan. Like, mm. I, I'll love it, love other people's work and stuff like that. So, there's loads of amazing illustrators on uh, Instagram and stuff. Other, you probably follow a lot of the same ones I follow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some of the big studios. Um, yeah, anything and everything really. If I see if I see an advert I like, I might like screenshot it and take certain certain bits of inspiration from that. Or um, I collect a lot of books. I've got a thousand mm. books behind, yeah, behind the camera. Like I have to shove everything to one side so that I could get a bit of t- a bit of space <laughs> to uh, to film. It's a bit of a tip, but yeah, collect a lot of books. Um, read a lot of comics, stuff like that. So. Yeah. Nice analog stuff. That's what I've been been thinking about more recently. It's like uh, the old uh, Roy the Rovers and it's just just old football magazines as well. Just uh, the yeah. stuff I grew up on. That's the sort of thing that got me interested in football and sports design. Like, why not go back to that? Why have I sort of lost that path of being inspired by that? Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's something different about seeing something printed as well. I think uh, right, yeah, when yeah. You, when you're looking at Instagram all day, it's easy for everything to sort of like blend together because it just exists in that um, in that format everything's like a tile it's yeah. all laid out the same and when you see something like in a magazine or in a book it, it it's existing in the sense that it was created for so it might it'll probably look 10 times better so that's why i like collecting books anyway because i like i like seeing it as it was intended when it was made rather than just being a tile on instagram so yeah no, definitely definitely and uh, what, actually, that's a good point. A lot of um, a lot of people are just creating for Instagram, and that's cool as well. There's a lot of social work, um, work that's just done for social. I'm not sure, because I see a lot of that stuff, I'm not sure how much of it has meaning, like how, how much of it's done for just practice, which is also a reason to do it, but like, how much is it Because I know Dave Flanagan does a lot of um, stuff in, with the intention of trying to catch someone's eye, which is a great idea yeah. as well. Exactly, yeah, like that's, how I, that's how I got most of my work, so I, I right. never knock an Insta, uh, work just for Instagram, yeah, because yeah, yeah. At, at least you're making something, but uh, I, the type of work that I like to do, I like to see it existing, and like that's why I do like a lot of s- small illustrations, like a few of them on a page, because I think like, oh, that'll look cool as stickers, or that'll look mm. cool as patches, and I like sort of visualising it in that way, rather than it just being like, oh, it's a JPEG, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah of course. Cause I mean, uh, Dan Layden, um was talking chatting. I think he posted a thing about uh, having a customized uh, Champions League jacket. And I was saying, ever mm. since he said, ever since um, I saw that, I'm going to get a black. I think it was oh, football as well. They posted it as well, a different version. And then was, I'm going to get a black jumper uh, with the Champions League uh, star ball in the middle. And I need to, I need something to go on the right hand patch. And I was thinking, like one of those, like well, that one of those illustrations from from that, that set that you did would be amazing on that, isn't that sort of no, a big tie into Liverpool as well. So yeah, I, might have to start I don't, I don't know if I'll actually, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Someone might, someone might come out in there and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm oh, not okay. allowed to do that." You know I mean? Because I, I I'm not even allowed to mention who it was for. Like that was oh, one of the yeah. So it, I think it got a few months later after Liverpool won the league, and I dropped. The client an email and I was like, "Is it okay if I post these?" I was like, "I'm going to assume we're not using them because uh, nothing's happening." 
And they were like, yeah, you can post them, but you can't say who they were for. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit obvious, like, it's a bit obvious who one side of the client is, obviously, because it's Liverpool. But, yeah, it was like another big client. And I was like, oh, I wish I could, uh, I wish I wish it had happened and we'd be out there so people could have them on the jackets and stuff like that. It would have been cool yeah. to see. So. Yeah, it would have been good. I, I don't know why I'm fascinated, like, making, making my own... I mean, I won't get more tactile. Like, I think Craig Black posted some stuff about customizing football boots, and I'm trying to think of what I could do on football boots or what I could like, make with my hands these days, and um, something that I could actually sort of wear as well. Like, yeah, just got the craving to make something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it just, that's what happens as soon as you uh, as soon as you start working in this field, you start accumulating stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Like my the studio that I'm in now is just rammed with stuff. I need to buy some more storage. I've just literally shoved everything to one side because so that I could get a decent, like, clean shot. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I think a lot of people who are um, who are in this field collect stuff, and even if it's just like I've got a box full of um, labels of clothes and through oh, yeah. little tags and just like little patches or stickers or business cards, just anything that's got a bit of inspiration on it. Or I think, oh, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. I'll usually just. Uh, either buy it or just throw it in a box or cut it off whatever it's on and yeah i think it's good to have stuff around you that's again away from instagram because because everyone's on instagram everyone's sort of looking at the same thing all the time so yeah i'm guilty of it myself like a lot of people are like you see something you like and then all of a sudden you're like oh i've done something super similar there and you know what yeah. i mean like we, we all do it everyone everyone does it so i think it is good to sort of um surround yourself with other other bits of inspiration and stuff like that so that you can you can look through that rather than just looking through your phone all day yeah yeah and it's good to get away from screens i saw yesterday i think um was, was might be this morning my my um, laptop saying how much screen time i've had and it was like 11 hours a day on average last week i was like yeah, that's, guess that's too much <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know i work on it but i i'm not getting out i know it's, i know watch the football with it in front of me as well sometimes so i'm like yeah that's probably what it is but i'm trying to make excuses now <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> i think it's because of a uh, lockdown as well isn't it like you'll work on your computer all day well you, you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is check your phone you scroll yeah. through your phone while you're eating your cornflakes or whatever then you go upstairs and you put your computer on to do your work and then you think oh i've worked hard today and you turn it off and then you go downstairs and put the telly on and it's just like <laughs> So, just looking at screens all day, aren't you? So, I wonder if I wonder if we're going to find out like in fifty years' time that that's actually really bad for our eyes or really bad for our, our brains. I know it's yeah. bad for your brain, for your physical, like your shoulders and stuff, just sitting forward all day or like sloped over. But yeah, I wonder if it's going to be affecting like your brain one day. I don't know. Hopefully, we find out sooner rather than later. But yeah, they think we're going to uh, we're going to start evolving different, don't they? Like. Less muscle. They think we're going to evolve a bit different, like uh, uh, hunched over and yeah, yeah, like bigger yeah. eyes and stuff because we're looking at screens all day. But yeah, uh, it, it is turning into aliens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I need to get back into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all closed, aren't they? Which is another bad thing. But um, yeah, I've got two dogs. Luckily, so once a day we go on like a big, a big nice. walk, like a big hike. So that gets me off for like a. A decent amount of at least at least a bit of fresh air so that i can say that i've stretched my legs a little bit but yeah i'm definitely guilty of just sitting at my computer all day and then once once i've finished work you want to relax don't you so this is it yeah you, you go and you go and sit down of after a long day of sitting down so <laughs> but at least if you've got like kids or a doggy you're gonna you have to sort of go out and take them out 
Like that's, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's my excuse. I don't have any kids or a dog, so I can't <laughs> can't go out. Uh, I go out for the to get some food or something, but it's literally over the road. <laughs> it's like a two minute walk. Oh, so bad. Um, but yeah, it's a, I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what I was gonna say to you. Um, Anyway, we're going to shoot. So uh, you obviously you're a big shoe fan. Oh, the books I was going to talk about as well, like collections. You're clearly so you're a big collector of things. Like I you am, collect work, collect shoes, Pokemon yeah. cards. Yeah, to my girlfriend's dismay. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like I live with my girlfriend now, so um, <laughs> when I first moved in, I just had hordes and hordes of stuff, and she was just like, <laughs> "Where's where's this all going?" Because like, you're a grown-up now, you can't have Star Wars memorabilia in the living room. Like, we'll have guests, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I moved, yeah, yeah, it is fair enough, isn't it? <laughs> so I've been relegated to the studio. So luckily I've got, like, a, it's a pretty big room, so I've got, like, a display cabinet with, um, like, oh, Stormtrooper nice. helmets and, like, vinyl toys and all stuff like that. And then, obviously, I've got 600,000 pairs of shoes, which is just slowly taken over the house but um yeah i've just yeah i can't help it really i just if i see something i like i just i just get it like <laughs> that's that is the power of like being an adult i i went into a phase in the first lockdown of buying like signed football cards or well, signed yeah. sports cards in the end because it, it it was football cards and it sort of evolved into into big sports stars like it's dangerous you spend so much money on those little things yeah, and, yeah, and that, hopefully they increase in value but i mean well, stuff like that usually does, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, I collected obviously Pokemon cards when I was younger, like nineties yeah, like yeah. baby. So, um, <laughs> so I grew up with them, and um, I've got loads of them now. And some of them are worth quite a bit of money. So, mm. think of it. Think of it in that sense. If anyone ever says stop spending your money on rubbish, just be like, it might be worth something. Well, they've absolutely <laughs> blown up as well, haven't they? Pokemon cards yeah. right now, like yeah. unopened packets and all sorts of just ridiculous prices. And all the yeah, I um, struggled through school and, and college, still collecting Pokemon cards and getting yeah. bullied for it, and now everyone's jumping on the bandwagon now that it's worth a bit of money. <laughs> that's, that is, yeah, that's so frustrating. Uh, that, that's a really good point. Because, I, I, yeah, start of, start of secondary school was when like, everyone sort of stopped collecting football cards. And I was like, oh, I, I, I like these. I want to still go. I want to keep going <laughs> yeah, with this yeah. stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then you got yeah, a bit of bully for you, you know, you get a bit of a... Things and there's a little group of us that still sort of did cards and that, and then, um, and then yeah, yeah, now everyone's bloody doing it. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's all it was in school, yeah. So, like, it was big in the 90s when it first came out, Pokemon, and everyone was into it. And then, like, you go into secondary school, and then it's a bit, it's a bit like only kids collect Pokemon cards, yeah. but. I'd sort of do it like anyway, mainly because um, I like the art and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the cards have got like amazing illustrations on and stuff like that. So, um, I just kept collecting them, and obviously you get like you get like the snide comments and stuff like that, and then and then you get to twenty five years later or something. It is now, isn't it? Twenty, I think it's twenty five years old. Pokemon, which makes me feel old. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's worth loads of money now. So. <laughs> Like, they're, they're, they're the ones that gusted they threw them all out though they're exactly, the ones that like exactly yeah so it's quite funny actually yeah they laugh at them now um with, with shoes though shoes, shoes, collecting shoes is an interesting one because like are, are you collecting them for long-term value sort of thing or, or you just collect the ones you like no i um, I, I just buy the ones i like really mm. or do you I wear them all yeah yeah okay. i do 
there's a few pairs that I haven't worn. <laughs> I will admit to it. Like I've bought a few and they've sat in the box because I'm a bit too scared to wear them. Mm. But um, either that or I just I'll wear one pair a lot and then just forget that I've got them. So yeah. But yeah, I've always been into shoes. I think it's like a it is like a, a Liverpool thing being into trainees. Uh, especially in like school and stuff in the obviously in the UK like everyone wore uniforms didn't they so yeah the only way that you really like sort of showed off your taste was to wear your trainees with your uniform like you'd yeah. sort of like blag to the teacher that uh that your, your school shoes had ripped or something so you had to wear trainees so that you could walk in with it <laughs> with your Air Max 95s on and show them off but yeah so that was basically always something I was into always into my shoes and stuff like that yeah uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely the that was definitely the thing back in back in school. I remember um, superhero jackets were big as well. Like they they were always the ones for for our school. And um, yeah, it was how how bright are your astros and how like have you got yeah. have you got a superhero jacket? That's that was, <laughs> I, he knew if you were cool. If and there was a weird phase where it went from backpacks as well to like one of those those sort of one strap over the shoulder ones as well, oh, satchel yeah, something. Yeah. And they went back to backpacks. What was going on there? It's crazy, it's crazy school, isn't it? Um, I remember I had like a normal nice backpack, but it, it ripped, like the handle uh, on it ripped. So I remember going home and I was like, oh, my, my bag's ripped. Can can you buy me a new one? So my mum and dad and they were like, it's Monday. Like we're not going to be able to go till like the weekend. So my dad had um, you know, like a hold all, like a gym bag. But I think it was like Oakley or something, some weird okay. make. Like I think they make like sunglasses or something. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, I just use this. So I was like, okay, took it to school, and I have never been bullied so much <laughs> in my life for having an Oakley bag. Like it was so random, but that's fancy. That's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The like expensive glasses, but because it wasn't a Nike or Adidas bag, like you stick out like a sore thumb, don't you? And school's brutal, so. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it's funny you just said I'd do this as well. I, I mean, because I, I watched um, the Redman TV quite a lot, and they always they have these funny like conversations like Adidas, Adidas, mm-hmm. and they'll stick by um, Paul, the guy on it, he sticks by Adidas, even though it's in my mind it's Adidas, and then uh, Nike is the real like it's not Nike, I say Nike, but like it's Nike because it's American, and Adidas because yeah. Adidas, Adidas <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I could get really like funny on that. Bit, so. <laughs> Did you see the um, the Nike Liverpool advert when the yeah. new kit come out and the, yeah. the old woman at the end of the video says it's not Nike, it's Nike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was yeah, like yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Like Smart. super super scouse. <laughs> that a lot of those the video footage as well was like of fans and they had to edit out the the um, New Balance uh, logos as well. Do you see that? Like if you if you yeah, freeze yeah. it. She frees yeah. um, some of the fan shots. Like they've, mm. they've somehow on on, mo- on like I guess you can. I, I just don't know a lot about motion. Um, but yeah, taking out the, the New Balance logos, they've done it really well, and it's, it's just quite. Yeah. It's one of those things I think you've got a designer's eye. Yeah, imagine that was your job. Like you've got to yeah. remove every New Balance logo. You'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a few days of work. <laughs> yeah, and when the adverts on telly, it's like I worked on that advert, and everyone's like, "Oh, what did you do on it?" Oh, I just erased <laughs> New Balance on every shot. So, yeah, you know, you know the thing you can't see. Oh, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, but yeah. So your, your shoe collection, like, how how much do you reckon it's worth? Because like, I see like what one, two, three, four, five. That's at like least stacked on down yeah. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't even know, you know. I've got them scattered all around the room. This was literally... I had to, like, shift my desk around so that... Because the, the light in my room is, like, right behind where I normally sit. So okay. it just been shining on the camera. So these are the ones that were on my desk. And then we've got, like, a... Um, like a, a wardrobe room basically where all the clothes and stuff live and we've just mm. got them all stacked up in there as well because my girlfriend's got quite a few so nice. it's not ju- it's not just me <laughs> as uh my sister's my sister's boyfriend collects uh shoes as well and like uh, sometimes i wonder like why and then the other reason is i'm like you're really smart in a few years time they'll be worth loads <laughs> so, yeah some of them are worth a lot of money i remember um well, a few months ago, they re-released the Air Max 95 Neons, you know, the green and grey right, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a pair of them when I was, like, 11 in school. And I used to play footy in them and everything. And now they're selling online for, like, 600 quid and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> it's rough. But some of them are worth a lot of money. So it's a decent it's a decent thing to, um, to invest in if you can. Mm. I think some of them are really are too expensive to buy, but if you can get something at retail or just over retail and you know that it's going to go up in price, then I think it's like a, it's a good investment for me, especially if you're into it as well. So. Yeah, I think with, with these things and the, and the Pokemon and the signs, like football cards, it's must. It's more about having it and you know and nostalgia as well. Like exactly, yeah. That's definitely it for me with the, with the sports cards. Nostalgia of of collecting when I was a kid. It's more yeah. highbrow, I guess, if it's signed, sort of worth more money. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel more adult. That's what you tell yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's, I, t- I say that about the Pokemon cards as well. Like, the are Pokemon cards, which is obviously like a children's franchise. But I'm like, yeah, but the art on them is incredible. And I collect it because I'm an illustrator. But... Inspiration. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what about books as well? Because you, you say you've got books, you're into podcasts. Well, what sort of stuff? What sort of stuff do you read? Are they illustration books or are they like normal books? What sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, so I've got, I've got a mix of things. Like I collect, um, I've got like a, quite a few issues of Soccer Bible. Like mm. I get that obviously because I'm into footy, like every scouser is to be honest. But yeah, um, and because they'd always have like amazing artwork in there, it was like a that was like a good a good publication for me to get because I was like it was like two things that I was super interested in. So yeah, yeah. I remember like. Um, the first issue I've got, I think, was the I Love Dust one or something. The one with Wayne Rooney on the front. And, like, mm. just that little amazing work in there. So, yeah, I've got books like that. And then, um, yeah, some design books and illustration books, like um, Brand by Hand. Why is it? John Contino, is that? John Contino, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, his, his work's really good. I remember seeing him, him talk at Crop. And, um, yeah, I love his work. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um Draplin got his book. Um, I feel like everyone's got it at that point. At this point, everyone's got his book. Oh, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's so good. It's like criminal how good that book is. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to look on my shelf to see what I've got. Um, got quite a few. Couldn't, couldn't name them all, but yeah, mainly it, illustration books, design books, uh, comics, uh, a few, few magazines, stuff like that. Nice, yeah. nice. Anything that looks looks cool on a shelf, I, I'll just grab it. <laughs> so, what's uh, our podcast listen to? Is it mainly football ones? Um, I don't listen to any football ones to be honest. Ah. I think I'll just get wound up because I'm the blue and nobody talks about everything unless it's negative. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. true. <laughs> so, um, no, I don't really listen to any football ones. I listen to, I listen to, I've listened to a few episodes of your podcast. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> last week's one was pretty good as well yeah um, Adventures in Design is another good 
another good design podcast. Yeah. Like, uh, Mark Bicky in America. Yeah, um, he's like the OG like design podcast, isn't he? He's like, yeah. how many episodes are doing now? Like thousands oh, or something. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I started listening to it when I was in a, when I was in college, I think, mm. or, or yeah. just start just starting university. Yeah, I did in college. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's been on for a while, but again, really good podcast. Um, Joe Rogan if there's someone on it who's talking about aliens I'll, I'll give that a go <laughs> yeah he's always on the yeah. list Joe, Joe Rogan's great I think I think I mean, he's, he's obviously the for me the best podcaster out there sort of thing he's, he's interesting conversations have them with everyone but um yeah, I just like listen to him. What his opinion is on the news and stuff as well. Like, cause I, I don't know if you've been following like the stocks and stuff, like GameStop. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Game, GameStop. Yeah, it's, it's so so interesting to listen listen to like that story um, and how people are sort of going against these big hedge funds and really really interesting. Yeah, um, true, he did a bit on it as well, and his, his emotions about how he's talking about it is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's got some really good podcasts. I usually listen to ones um, if it's got a scientist on it. I'll listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't tend to listen to comedians because I feel like if there's two comedians in a room, they sort of like bounce off each other weird, like both trying to be hilarious, and I'm, right. I can't, I can't focus. Or that the... Bill Bear, Bill Bear is a good one, a good okay. guest he has on there a few times. But um, yeah, usually if it's like a scientist or something like that, I'll give it a give Joe Rogan a listen. Yeah, science ones definitely up there. I mean, I mean the the, the comedian ones are okay. I I, I like um, actually they're from from Liverpool. Uh, what half of them is there's a Have a Word pod. Uh, I'm not sure if you listen to Have a Word, but um, that's um, it's with Dan Nightingale and Adam Rowe. Um, Adam Rowe's from Liverpool, comedian, um, but he's a he's a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, but they talk absolutely shit. It's just it's just nonsense, <laughs> and it's great. But then they bring yeah. like, they have. Have like the first half is just talking nonsense, and they bring a comedian in for the second half, and the yeah. second half is never as good as the first half, just because yeah, yeah. it's like they, they talk about the comedy scene, and I'm like, I don't care about the comedy scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it, I'm not part of it, so like, just want to, I just want to hear you talk shit because it's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think when you're working alone as well, like yeah, podcasts yeah. where people are talking shit, it, it it's a bit better because it just it feels like you're in like a working environment and people are just around you, so it, it helps you. So yeah. to like get your head down and, and relax a bit because I think when you're on your own all day it's it's uh, it's rough, isn't it? So having having some like voices in the background or something like that, other than music, because I think I've bladdered the same ten albums repeatedly for the past four years. So yeah, uh, yeah. podcasts are good for that. So yeah, well, with, with music, I only do it when um, when I'm in it. Like I'm trying to really focus. I'm like, okay, I just stop listening to conversations. So you to actually focus. That's um, <laughs> Yeah. What's your go-to listening, like, music-wise? Uh, I've got a very, very varied music taste. Like, I listen to, like... Um, That's good, though. Like, a lot of 90s hip-hop, like, Wu-Tang Clan and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, and then I'll go from that to, like, 80s rock. <laughs> like, nice. Just, like, I have completely different moods. Like, it's, it's fully dependent on my mood. But I found that I probably work better to podcasts because I feel like, oh. like I said, I feel like, that's sort of like a working environment. I feel like I'm just in a studio or something and people are talking around me and working. Whereas I think when music's on, I'm a bit like, I get a into bit too in, into the music. <laughs> and then I'm like mining and air guitaring around my room on my own. So, yeah. Nice. nice. I see a time lapse. So like, like stick a camera in like, <laughs> like the corner of your room and see a time lapse of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, my, my, my like, go-to, like, focus music is it's a strange one. It's like Fatboy Slim, sort of one of his sets, just put that on. And I, I don't know, something about house music that gets me in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. I, just, but... I can just feel it. Guess it. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a pace to it as well. It's like a rhythm, like, yeah, trying to get yeah. things done quickly. Um, yeah, I think a good yeah, one for that's like a um, glitch mob and stuff like that. It's just okay. like, proper uh just just beats no words just just background music's probably better made a, made a note musical trio glitch <laughs> um yeah there you go I'll, one for later um but yeah no this, this has been a good chat i enjoyed it um yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before uh getting to the last couple of questions um i have no idea you know maybe oh we can talk about the pokemon oh yeah yeah different. definitely yeah good, i literally this was such a half-baked idea, like it just happened. Like I was um, scribbling on the iPad last night, uh, just just having a little sketch and stuff. And one of the things I always doodle is is Pokemon, obviously, because I grew up with it, and they're just like cool to draw, just to keep me hands busy, sort of thing. So I was just scribbling one away, and I thought, oh, it'd be, it'd be sick to see different illustrators' interpretations of the first original 151 Pokemon. Nice. So like like it was sort of like a half idea. I just put it on my story on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool if any illustrators wanted to get involved in mm. drawing one of the first 151 Pokemon." And then my phone just went wild, like, and it hasn't stopped since like nine o'clock last night. So uh, I think I think like forty people are on board already. Nice since since last night, and um, like so everyone basically. Everyone's picked a Pokemon from the, the first 151. So if you want to be involved, just drop me a message on Instagram. Say which one you want to draw. And I've made a little template, which is basically so it looks like a trading card mm-hmm. when the artwork's on there. And then um, I've set up a separate Instagram called Pocket Monsters Illustrated. And basically, once everyone's finished illustrating them, I'm just going to upload them all there. And I just thought it'd be like a bit of a, a bit of fun, really, you know, just like definitely. Like I said, because when you finish work, sometimes you still you still feel a bit creative or whatever, or you're just scribbling on the iPad or yeah. Or whatever. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to get involved, just drop me a message. I've already yeah. had one submission today, by the way. Like, no, no way. I put it up last night, and someone's already finished one, and it's it's really good as well. You sent me it before, so yeah, it should yeah. be good. Looking forward to seeing it. I mean, do, do, do you see uh, what Dave Will's done with his Mifa stuff? Yeah, um, I actually, uh, I, I think I did. A sticker for Mifa during, I think it was the World Cup when he first started it, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, so we so, did the, the, the three now. But I mean, that's that's definitely someone to chat with if, if you're like, you, you know, I uh, want to get some advice on how to run this sort of thing or how to control submissions because yeah. that's crazy. The way, like, it's like 300, 400 stickers, like, yeah, <laughs> the way he's controlled exactly, all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, it was it was a half idea. It wasn't. I wasn't really thinking like, oh, yeah. let's definitely do it. I didn't like. I didn't have the template made. To see the interest of it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just sort of throwing it out there to be like, oh, wouldn't it be good if? And then I had like forty messages. Mm-hmm. So I, I got up early this morning and I was like, right, I'm gonna have to just throw together a quick little template for people to um, to to draw on. And yeah. But we're thinking, like, maybe if we can get enough people involved, that like once 
once lockdown lifted a bit, we could maybe do like a little exhibition or something like that, That'd and potentially cool. potentially raise some money for a good cause. So like yeah, it's nice. it's it's been used for like a good reason. You know what I mean, it did like it, the the intention was just a bit of fun. But if we can if we get a good uh, a good response, then there's no reason we can't do something with it. So it should be a bit of fun. Yeah, I, those sort of projects I'll always love to see the end the end result. I mean. I mean, for that, you'd, it'd be hard. If you're going to make it into a physical product, it'd be hard not to do a card set. But like, even just a huge poster would be cool. Well, uh, yeah, I, th- I basically set the um, I, th- I set the file up as like a, just an A3, A3 page, basically yeah. with, a, with a little frame that will sit on top, with the idea being like, if we do decide to do prints, then it's big enough that we can do prints. And if we decide to do trading cards, we can always just scale them down and do trading cards. But I don't know... Um, if we'd be able to do trading cards only because Nintendo were like super strict about that stuff. Oh, are they? Shit. Yeah, so I don't know like if we'd be able to because Nintendo my, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. So yeah, so I think if um, if we were to like make the cards and then sell them, even if it was for charity, I think Nintendo would just send me a, a snide email. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that's hard. So that's a charity. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're, we're just gonna try and test the waters. I'm talking to a few people who are involved now, and they're like, they, they, they want to do trading cards because it'd be like a cool little collectible for fans of Pokemon and fans of illustration. So, because yeah. there's already like a few, a few decent illustrators who a lot of people follow who are involved. So nice. It'll be like a nice little set once it's all done. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Really, we're just gonna have to uh, dip our toe in the water, and if we get a get a little slap. Off Nintendo, then, then we'll just do an uh, exhibition or something, I suppose. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good, great to see it when it's done. Um, I also think those sort of projects, when it's taken a lot of time, I'm always more appreciative of projects that I've, t- I've put a lot of time and effort into. Like it, when I've done posters and stuff, it's always the ones I've, I've put like a day's work into, like as in yeah. over over a certain amount of days, but like like 24 hours or more. They're always the ones that I'm, yeah, more proud of. Yeah. yeah. Well, the deadline, we're aiming for a March 1st deadline on okay. these uh, Pokemon illustrations, which gives people like four weeks. So even if it's just like a few minutes after work, one day, a few minutes, another day, it's like more than enough time to do like a little A3 illustration. So Definitely. and it, from the sounds where everyone's like super game to do it. So I think everyone was just looking for an excuse to draw Pokemon, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's surprising how many people have messaged me like, I'll do it. <laughs> so... That's yeah. great, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, if you uh, get a few more people from this listening, um, uh, I'm not sure when it's going to go out, but yeah, it might be mm, a couple of weeks. But yeah, maybe if you haven't filled them all in, you'll, you'll fill them all up. But um, yeah, yeah wicked. Looking forward to it. Um, last couple of questions. First, we'll start starting with your your best purchase under hundred pounds. I knew this question was coming because I've listened to a few episodes and I was trying to think and I just still can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> Not a book or a... Okay. Yeah, prob- probably a, f- a few books. Like the like like we said before, the Draplin book, amazing for anybody who's in our field. Um, the Contino book. Um, I buy a lot of prints as well. Like like I said, I'm a, I'm, as well as being as an illustrator and a designer, I'm a fan. So I do buy a lot of other people's work as well. So... Nice. Yeah, there's there's a few prints that are pretty pretty sweet. So yeah, but I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So no, that's a good way to really invest in our industry. Like, like buy mm-hmm. prints you 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 you're, uh, you like or, or yeah you're a fan of their artwork. So it's good. Yeah. It's good to do that. I always think it's weird when people say uh, 
say competition like in our field mm. because I feel like if if someone in our field succeeds and then by default you're going to succeed. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the, yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I, my mindset switched on this. I used to think that like I think it's just because I grew up in like grew up supporting sports teams and everything. Everything's competition when you're in in sport. Like you, you, even for places within your own team. So I'm like, well, yeah. That and then and then, and then since getting into um, the real world, I guess <laughs> I, I sort of switched mindset and and gone more. This is about everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, especially when it comes to stuff like budgets and stuff like that. I think um, if you're if you're working on a project with someone, for example, say if um, you get dragged into a project with another illustrator, and more than more than once that's happened to me and mm. and a few times they've been like no you're, you're charging too little like this is what you should charge and i think if like in that sense if people are succeeding and they're getting those budgets then there's room for you to then get that budget as well sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like you're you're sort of punching up because because on the whole the industry is sort of like fighting for better better budgets like you see posts posts on instagram all the time don't you about like uh, asking for better budgets and stuff like that, yeah. and I don't think like if your competition wouldn't be giving you advice on on asking asking for more money, you know what I mean? So mm. I think that's the way I look at it anyway. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, the last couple of questions, as you as you probably know, they're a bit deeper. Um, I like to yeah. find out a bit more about the person. Um, I have to get all existential. Yeah, right. I do. Yeah, let's talk about aliens for an hour now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any life advice for people listening? Uh, I think the only thing that I would say is, like I said at the beginning, when I was in um, when I was in retail, like a big reason I stayed there for longer than I should have was probably because I was I was scared to I wasn't confident enough in my own work, mm. and I was a bit scared of going out on my own. And I think the the best the best advice I can give anyone is if if you want to do something, just just do it. Like literally, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't try to do what you want to do because at the end of the day you're working for the majority of your life like yeah people people look forward to retirement and i think it's a weird thing to look forward to it's like oh so you're just going to waste best years of your life doing something you don't like so that you can you can not move when you're old <laughs> do you know what I mean? yeah absolutely. Like, so you may as well spend your days doing something you enjoy so if there's something you want to do and um, for some whatever reason you're putting it off just just go for it i'd say um, and and like i said I wasn't confident in my work, but more often than not, you're more critical of your own work than anybody else's. So uh, a lot like a lot of people message me about my work and, and a lot of people like it, even if I if I don't. Like I, I'll put something up and hate it and delete it, which I do all the time. And someone will message me like, oh, why did you delete Noreen? So even if you're not 100% behind your work yeah, at that present moment, there's going to be somebody who likes it. There's, there's going to be someone out there who, who, who thinks that's unattainable. Do you know what I mean? Like we look at other illustrators Definitely. who are at a different level, and we're like, oh my god, I could never be at that level. But then there's somebody who's just starting out, looking at your work, or or just looking at somebody else's work and saying, oh, that's at a level I can't achieve. Do you know what I mean? So everyone does exactly the same thing. So so it's just good. dive, just dive in. It's <laughs> good bit of advice, that yeah. Um, the last question is how do you want to be remembered? Ooh, I think I don't know if I necessarily want to be remembered by like the world. 
I think I'd just like to be remembered by people that I know or people who know me as someone who just did what they wanted to do. Like, like I said, like even in when I had like my retail job, I was always like, oh fuck this, <laughs> like I'm not gonna do this. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's like my I'd like to be known as someone who just just did what he what he what he felt he he could do and wanted to do. So hopefully nice. that'll, that'll give other people like this the spare to be to be confident in themselves, I suppose. It's, yeah, you're right, though. It's a, it's, a, it's a good point to be self-critical, I think, about yourself more, more than... Because it also develops thicker skin as well. Cause if you're more critical about yourself than anyone else's, you develop that thicker skin and... and yeah. yeah, but then you can push it too far as well, like all things. But, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting point. It's a good point. Yeah, well, I think... Um... I think it gets easier as, as the more time you spend in the, doing work and being in the field as well. Because, like, I think you've said it on a few of your previous podcasts, like, you used to be super self-critical and used to del- delete a lot of work. And you said yourself you're getting better yeah, yeah, and not yeah. doing it as often. And I think, like, it, it's true. As as you do more and more work, you start that starts to sort of fade into the background because you're that busy doing work that you're not thinking about the work you've just made. Mm. So you might work on a project and you might, at the time, you might like it. And then a week later, you might be like, oh, that's not very good. But because you're working on something else, you, you just keep going and keep going and, and keep getting better and better. So yeah, it's just yeah. natural, isn't it? Everyone does it. But you think, you think, you're, the, you think you're the only one. No, so. 100%. Uh, and I, even, I mean, now working in a, in a day job doing uh, design, it's sort of, it's, I think that's more even more so rather than... Um, when you're doing personal projects, I think you're a bit more protective over things. But like now, I sort of have to. You have to be onto the next thing all the time because you get sort yeah. of you're working on five or six projects a day, so you have to be moving on to the next thing. Otherwise, you never get done anything done. Yeah, you work for Arsenal, don't you? Yeah, yeah. For Arsenal, yeah. yeah. What's it like? Was it good? It's good. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I think I think it's a great place um, to work. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't sport yeah. Arsenal. I've, ne- I've never had a, a studio job, so I'm always like curious as to what people's experience are like. Because every now and then I'll be like, oh, I need to be around people. <laughs> so right, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll sort of dance with the idea of maybe applying for a studio job, but I just never do. Mm. Again, mainly because like uh, all the ones that I like really like are all in London. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm, yeah. I'm a proper home bird. Like I do love love Liverpool so yeah. I don't think I could ever move down south I'd, I'd miss I'll be up there I'll, I'll be up there one day in Liverpool I, I can see myself going up there um, it's a, it's a big, the club but yeah yeah it's a big city as well and like a really well-known city so I'm like we're, we're going in a better direction especially with stuff like that but I think in like for a long time London's just been seen as as yeah. the UK people think of the UK and they think of London don't they yeah especially when it comes to design and stuff like that but we're obviously we're in an age now where you can do design from literally anywhere. So, mm. in in my head, being a stu- like proper stubborn stubborn scouser, I'm like I don't have to go to London. <laughs> so uh, I think you'll see like bigger studios and stuff popping up in places like Liverpool. I, I like like I also think your work comes. It, it feels like it's if you look at your style and, and don't associate it with you know you being from Liverpool. I think it does come from Liverpool in that sort of sense. It looks like it could be from Liverpool. Your work, your style of work. Yeah. Same, same with any forty and their work, like from Newcastle. I don't really know the other guys from any forty, but um, uh, and I don't even know if it's just one guy. I don't know what their story yeah, is. It's just Alan, yeah, on his own. But yeah, he's done an amazing job. Obviously, like I thought, um, I thought it was more than one person because I, I followed them 
when I was yeah. in college and stuff like that. That was like one of the aspirations. I was like, oh, I'd love to do work for any forty because again, like a lot of amazing illustrators have done work with Alan. So um, yeah, he's like built up a, a really good agency at this point, isn't it? So yeah, he's got amazing work on there. So yeah, there's no reason one person can't do it from wherever they are. So yeah, love it. It's good. Yeah. And as you paying mad rent in London. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Not fun at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Uh, but but it's nice to be on like living living on my own. Um, yeah, yeah. But I will flatmate. But you know, um, he's in Spain half of the year, so it's pretty much on my own. Um, and then, yeah. So, but I, 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 London is great. I mean, when it was out of lockdown, it's fantastic to be here and, and seeing friends and yeah. yeah, meeting other designers and and going to football matches and watching things in the pub, but. Right now, it's no point being here. Like this is, yeah. yeah. Everyone's working from home, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. I'd love to get down to London uh, more often because, like, I through Instagram and stuff, I do speak to a lot of other designers and illustrators yeah. and a lot of art in London. So, I'd love to come back. If you're ever down there, then let me know. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet and, and say hello? They can find me at Graveyard Shift on Instagram, but. We have to preface. It's spelt G R V E Y A R D S H F T. I had to take out a couple of letters simply because it was proper massive to spell out the whole thing. And then also aesthetically, when I'm stacking the letters, it's easier to do it as four four four. So let's call super, it as well. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a super uh, designer reason to take letters out of you. Yeah, you can find me there where most of my work is and I'm, I'm on there all the time so if you want to drop me a message for a gap feel free nice one there you go thank you much for being on the podcast it's good oh thanks for having me i've probably rambled <laughs> that's why it's called creative waffle I mean, that, genuinely that's that's the reason so yeah, appreciate it and stop Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, like we said at the start, uh, check it down in the description for your link to uh, $28 off Logo Package Express. Uh, really, really useful tool and uh, great plugin. So check it out down in the description. Um, hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Cheers.